0: Esperanza Chavarri's journey leads her to work with Emunio and RAP. Her background in mental health would serve as an asset to help young people being released from juvenile hall. She helps to establish mental health services within the Mission District, which eventually leads to the establishment of Instituto Familiar de la Raza. After years of working with RAP, She became the director of Mission Mental Health and served as a commissioner with the San Francisco Juvenile Justice Commission and on the board of directors for both RAP and Instituto Familiar de la Raza. A retired licensed clinical social worker, community activist, organizer, and cultural practitioner for over 40 years, Esperanza's commitment to social change significantly contributed to revolutionizing the mental health systems of San Francisco. In this installment of the Rama Blueprints Extra, we listen to Esperanza Echavarri talk about her experiences during the Third World Liberation Front Strikes of 1968 at San Francisco State University and how it set her career path in community-based work. With a corazón and commitment to social change, here is Esperanza Echavarri.
1: I think because my mom had such strong spirit, I always had that sense of injustice, and then being in a third-world environment in school, it was very segregated. It was white, black, and Asian, and there was hardly any Latinos. John F. Kennedy was a major thing that he died, the assassinations. I really sensed a social kind of disorder (laughs) about how people are treated, and it raises a consciousness when you're a young teen. I'm a young... 13-, 14-, 15-year-old person being exposed. So that got me thinking politically, what's really going on here in this country? But I think what hit it for me was when I went to San Francisco State, and that was the pivotal time just before the strike. When I went to State is really where I got my education, when they were protesting about this professor who was terminated and the students were out demanding his return mm-hmm. so i started to go to those rallies and so then that turned into we need a department we need a ethnic studies But to see the repression of that come back at you with horses on the lawns, that kind of repression where you're doing something where you think is right, you need to demand something you want because something isn't there or this isn't right, and you start to get involved as a young person. And then you see what is the reaction? Well, Hayakawa was putting the troops in, and they were actually running their horses down on the lawns at San Francisco State to disrupt getting people out the way, banging their heads. And so that exposure was like, whoa, it just like, ping. and because you're demanding or insisting on something you feel is just this is the response. So then that was my kind of political education, got very involved with the strike and the La Raza Studies Department and the whole curriculum development and the organization there. And the whole philosophy of that department was you get yourselves educated and you go back to your community to Improve conditions. Mm. And so that was my mantra. I was already getting politicized through that environment and that exposure and experience, and also demanding, being in a position of students, demanding, Mm -hmm. not asking, not recommending. No, we have to stand up because the people on the other side of the room who had the power or the decision making. They weren't hearing it, so you had to demand it, and you had to put pressure in whichever way that you could, whether it's rallies, whether it's attention, whether it's disruption, whatever. You had to push it. You had to keep pushing it to demand what you wanted. So that was my awakening.
0: The extras of Rama Blueprint's podcast are intended to help the listener with a deeper understanding of the people, events, and places that created the Mission District and the series as a whole. Thank you for listening to this extra. And remember, to listen is to heal.